When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. You know, I'm doing something unusual here. Um, I've had... I'm having a red wine chaser after a coffee. <laughs> what? Yeah, because... Well, I thought we, we owe it to our listeners to admit that we're doing a night a nighttime podcast, which is unusual for us. The lesser spotted evening recording, yeah. which um, I but, It's good that you put that context on it so people don't think that you've started on... Like you've just opened a bottle of Shiraz at nine AM. <laughs> oh no, I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm mad, me. I'm mad. Ooh, no, it's it's night. Uh, it's it's Smith and Sniff after dark. <laughs> AD. I'm, um, I'm not drinking because I'm in sole charge of my children, and um, this is also why I'm sitting in my office, where at home I'd normally sit in the spare room because it's a um, it's a more damped room because it's got carpet and things in it and a bed and my office is very echoey so I have put the ironing board <laughs> on my desk and then slung the spare room duvet over it to create a sort of rudimentary recording booth but do you look like a, a now I nearly said naturist I meant naturalist I still get those things <laughs> wrong um sorry uh I mean like a Steve Backshaw not a wrong one in the yeah. back of an escort van exposing himself you know what I mean don't you there's a yeah. very sort of hide, like nature hide yeah. vibe to it. Have I told you about when I met Steve Backshaw? No, I like Steve. Well, I've never met him. I've got no idea what he's really like, but I reckon he's brilliant. What is he? I've like? never met him either, but I was at a thing. I was at a, a book festival and uh, I was in this sort of drawing room of a large house where the festival was based and I saw him and realized that we had a mutual friend and I thought I didn't really know anyone else there so I went over and I said oh hello we, uh, we know the same person and he went oh yeah yeah we had a nice chat but then in order to go and speak to him and then we were getting shuffled out of the way and we ended up sort of behind a sofa <laughs> between, between the wall the sofa was about three feet away from the wall and we ended up shuffling further and further down and so we were sort of trapped behind the sofa by people at either end who were in little knots having other conversations and we ran out of things to say oh no you were you were boxed in but it couldn't just it was far too complicated to go uh anyway it's nice to meet you i've just got to go and uh, have a shit or something. Oh. So, so it, there was just a moment he he rescued it by going. Anyway, it's really nice to meet you. I think I've got to go and do my thing now because he was doing a talk. I bet he wasn't. He was two hours away from doing his talk. Yeah, wasn't <laughs> he wasn't he? doing a talk at all. <laughs> He'd done his talk. It was also made difficult because they'd given us some exquisite china, like cups and saucers to drink tea out of. It was a little afternoon tea thing, and um, lovely Sweet. drinking from a drinking from a slightly overfilled teacup when you're standing up yeah really difficult that's there's you're going to get a saucer of 
a saucer of tea and then the bottom of the cup drips onto things when you drink from it like the back of a sofa it's better than meeting somebody that you've that you need to make chat with or that maybe you're a bit starstruck by and and if you're if it's an evening doing maybe you're consuming alcohol you're doing the speed drinking thing aren't you <laughs> you're doing the sort of like you know what i mean you're not hypermiling you, you, the throttles open unnecessarily and you just keep gulping mm. a bit more than you ought to and uh, yeah. I've been there and I've done that. And then you think, oh, hang on a minute, I've done way too many units in the last half hour just because I'm nervously chit-chatting. Don't want to. You're do my that. friend Welsh Mike, who used to have a mini, an old school mini, in the nineties. And then we hired a Fiesta to do a long journey in it, which had a five-speed gearbox, <laughs> a luxury he wasn't used to, and so he just simply refused to acknowledge the existence of fifth gear unless I badgered him into using it. It and we a, did a lot of motorway miles. We're just going. Eh. Oh no! It's like put it, Mike. Put it in fifth. Put it in fifth. A, put it in fifth. Well, you would say he's a top gear avoider. I could say he's a fifth gear avoider, and therefore yeah. that, that would be our <laughs> that would be our that our snare and symbol moment, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, yes. No power drinking. I did that at a sixtieth birthday party a couple of weeks ago. Um, a it was a free bar. <laughs> And I just, I, I, I just kept it pinned in third. Oh right! For a lot of the evening, when there was no need, they weren't going to run out. I didn't need to, but it was also that. Just, I was a bit. I got overexcited because there were lots of people I haven't seen for ages at this thing. And um, I'll do another name drop actually because I didn't. I did. Can you, Steve Backshaw? I'll do. This is my second name drop of the night. Oh man, stop it! You're vtecking the names in. I know, <laughs> aren't you? Just gonna just gonna slot this one down into second to really take a run at it the the name drop hairpin. Um I ended up haranguing Alex James, the bassist from Blur, James. about why Blur weren't reforming. Really? Um yeah, but I think he'd been attacking the bar quite heavily as well, so I I don't think he'll remember. But yeah. I, I, it was about half an hour, I think. My wife estimates, and it was about half an hour of me just going, now, look, the thing is, yes, you've all had solo careers, but they haven't been as good as Blur. And he, he sort of politely went, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's oh, just, um, I, it's funny. It was, it's it's very odd it's that you awkward. mention the bassist from Blur tonight because mm. um, I was actually air-basing to uh, Girls and Boys this morning, ah. uh, coming back from the school run, I was using a little bit of self steer on on the <laughs> on the car. <laughs> when, uh, no, I, you know what I mean. You got it in auto. What's the name? And it's correcting itself. What? Is it though? Yeah, no, of course it's not. But the point is, is the 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 the, the, the bass to girls and boys is such a fine bass line. Mm. It's wonderfully intricate. I love it. It's one of the, my favorites. It's very Duran Duran, isn't it? It is. It's all over the place, but in a, it but it's still tight and I thought this mm. deserves. It's a slightly partridge thing to say now that I'm saying it out loud, but I think I had to do a touch it's of air bass. But we were coming mm. up to some temporary traffic lights and it was on self steer <laughs> mode. So bollocks, go in with it. Go hard. And I and I did. And I did. <laughs> Imagine filling out the insurance form. So hang on, you actually yeah. you glided up the side of a couple of um, girders and a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a neighbour's wall. What were you doing? I mean, yeah. what happened? You weren't travelling very fast. Thing is, Blur's Girls and Boys came on, and I just absolutely like dun 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 well, so we are going to pay out the full amount, Mr. Smith, because you're right, it is a good baseline. Are we, do we have to pay for that? 
No, they're not no, going to recognise I don't, it. I, I don't think that was... It wasn't good enough. Is that what you're saying? It wasn't <laughs> good enough. If, if some algorithm picks up on it and goes, that's copyright infringement, I, I'm going to say without the other elements of the song, we're okay. You're going to say that's... Don't, you know, don't do it. It's okay. No, you're going to well, say not being funny, but because you'll start with that because that's a sort of school argument. Not being funny, but uh, I was talking to Alex James the other night and he drunkenly went, listen, you can, anytime you want to air bass, vocalise that track yeah. on a podcast, it's fine with me. I'll put a big tick next to that. Um, we did swap email addresses, but I can't remember why. What? We swapped email addresses and then he just went, I'll just email you. He just emailed me at, uh, like a single letter, like he, just the letter F or something. What? And the next morning I went, ooh. Why have I got this? And I spoke to my wife and she went, you swapped email addresses with him, remember? And I was like, but why? And she's like, I don't know. You thought we were chatting all sorts of shit. And and she went, and then a few days later she went, have you emailed Alex James yet? And I was like, well, no, because I don't know why I should be emailing him except to apologise for harassing him about reforming Blur. Well, you know and what? Then, you know, so I, I haven't. I've got a great idea. You could say, look, I know this is perhaps embarrassing and I hope you don't take offence. Uh, but I run a Tim Pop podcast, and we actually I, I referenced a conversation with you the other night, and and here's the link to the podcast. P.S. It's actually you know it does all right for itself, um, and yeah. Anyway, so uh, I really enjoyed the the base chat, and that's it. Really big long pause. Don't know how you put that on, uh, on the email, and then thanks, oh, Richard. Return loads. Yeah, thanks, Richard. Thanks, Richard. Bye. Do people have you? Do, do people ever write ATB instead of all the best? Oh, I've not seen that. No, I've not either. And it just feels like it's a, it's a, it's there for the taking. I mean, I'm not going to do it because I'm saying I think it would make me feel a bit queasy. But it just ATB. Did when they didn't they do a dance track? Uh, <laughs> it does feel like that. I think they <laughs> did AT. I'm just going to double. T- I'm going to do a you, Rich. I'm going to go on. Oh, you being serious? I was going to say, do they do? Who did nine a.m. till I come, or whatever it was called? It is nine p.m. till I come. So by ATB at the at really the, all the best. Yeah, yeah. ATB nine p.m. till I come, and I reckon that was was it p.m. or to a.m. Oh, I, oh shit! I don't know time zones. Nine um, nine a.m. GMT, but actually, I'm. I was going to say, what is it? Yeah, I was going to say, is it British summer time? And I'm not quite <laughs> sure. Uh, anyway, whatever. Let's do it till late. Forward, fall back till I. It can. was, it, and it came out in 1999, the year Ooh. of the Honda Insight launch. Well, let's just later. keep bringing it back to cars to make sure it's definitely yeah. car centric broadcast uh, someone um someone last week accused us of uh, of doing an entirely car-based podcast and and asked us not to do it again <laughs> seriously <laughs> yeah, so please stop what it was it a please bit stop. Was too carry i think so uh, yeah, i guess so i don't know was it too carry i can't even remember feels like a long time ago um well it yeah it does but now uh, we've had a stressful week beach so far uh, uh, yeah it's nighttime uh, recording cause no time left Oh, bloody hell. I had to go to the bank. Uh, one of the reasons I'm, I'm a bit stressy is because we're moving house imminently. And um, I had to go to the bank and transfer some money. What, like a like lot? Quite a lot of money. Yeah, like a lot of money. Like the most money I've ever transferred in my life. Oh, gosh. And all I could think was, oh, imagine the cars I could buy for this. Oh, gosh, don't. Bloody hell. Don't. I've just, just you know, you know that thing where you're walking across a bridge and you're sort of thinking, wouldn't it be really stupid to just throw my phone in the river now? And it was sort of like that. I was like, 
wouldn't my wife be really cross if I just walked out of here and went straight to uh, a car showroom and just bought three or four cars for no apparent reason? And then when she went, everything okay with the house move? I'd have to go, no, we're not moving anymore. <laughs> but on the plus side, look what I've got. Um, I'd love that. That sounds amazing. I might do that. It was just that little that little lightning flash, that little devil on your shoulders. What would went, you do, though? What, what, would you, what would you have bought today, uh, apart from going to the bank? What would you have dissuaded you? What, come well, on, talk to me. We're um, all thinking. We're nothing, all thinking it as we listen. Nothing new, because you wouldn't be able to get it straight away. Oh, no, you you'd have, have to do to credit like, signatures and bollocks like that. Well, yeah, but also just, you know, supply supply problems. Oh, yeah, you so wouldn't get it instantly. Second-hand stuff. I don't actually know. I don't know what... There was nothing specific in mind. It was just, <laughs> you know, the, the, It was the theory, the sort of... This is, uh, this is a lot of cash that... Uh, could just go towards... Oh, there's some yeah. people I know who've got some cars, and I'd be like, right, I'm just going to phone them up and go, look, I know I always said, please let me know if you ever sell it, and I always admitted to you I wouldn't be able to really <laughs> afford it, but today's the day. You're going to sell it to me. I can afford it. Let's do this. No more pissing yeah. around. Or I could, I suppose I could have just taken the amount and gone up, to found found Alex James's house, farm, whatever it is, and gone, oh, yeah. right... There's cash on the bonnet here for this. Get Blur back together. Now, ring them. Ring them now. I'd love that. I'd love that. Right, Alex, I'm here. I've got a cheap briefcase. I've clicked both of the latches <laughs> and I've lifted it up and inside's £46,000. Get Blur together now. You just look at you and go, I made that last month from basically doing nothing. What are you talking Actually, about? Actually, you owe oh, us uh, that for um, copyright infringement on the baseline from Girls and Boys oh, and Tim Pop Podcast. Oh, you bobbins. Um, um, Bobbins. Yeah, that's the thing. It wouldn't. It wasn't. Although it was a lot of money to me, and not a lot of money split four ways uh, in a very successful in band. A successful band. I yeah. don't think. I don't think it would even buy you a one-off gig with them. I, I don't know what the going rate would be. I don't have any connection with Blur apart from the fact that they used to be my favourite band, and I did a TV series with the guy the, uh, the guy who ran the production company shared a plane with Dave Roundtree, the drummer from Blur. Oh. And he mm. was moaning one year when him and Dave had to split the costs of repainting the plane. Talk about first world <laughs> problems. It was just amazing. I just looked at him like, yeah, I'm just hoping my car will pass the MOT. I mean, that's, that's all I can thrust into this conversation. But uh, yeah. Funnily enough, Dave is now a lawyer. What? I know this, yeah. He quit the music business and became a lawyer. And um, I read that when the last time Blur were together and they taught, he had to take time off work to do it. What? Because he's got, he's got a proper job now. And this wow. is what I was telling this to uh, a mate of mine who was also a lawyer the other day, and he went, oh, yeah, I, uh, he said, I, I went to a conference and spoke at some conference where Dave Roundtree from Blur was there. Oh my so gosh! I was not expecting. Yeah. That's a really. I mean, that that's nothing. You can't just s- slip into that. You've got to be quite. No, it's hard work. Mm. But that's the thing. I think he's what? a lawyer and he does a lot of sort of legal aid stuff. He's not one. Of, he's not like a fat cat lawyer. He's a. He's a sort of you know fighting for the little guy kind of lawyer. I think. That's but a lawyer that's nonetheless. Brilliant. That's brilliant. So there you go. On drums and legal advice. Oh shit! Alex will be able to go. Uh, does how much f- can I charge him for that baseline? Does he fight strictly nineties cases? Um, do you think, <laughs> or maybe a pre- just slightly pre-internet case yeah. cases? <laughs> <laughs> He's just slowly working through the lyrics to Park Life. 
Yeah, that's right. right. So you're saying you were rudely awakened by the dustman. Right, I think we've <laughs> no. got a case here. <laughs> what, by a guy moaning and driving around in a Granada <laughs> coupe? What, loudly? <laughs> OK, right, that's it. Now, uh, Let's take him down. I've got a question for you. Um, Have you? Would you say controversy or controversy? Oh, I... I'd say controversy, I think, but I'm, okay. I'm questioning myself as to why. Yeah, me too. I think we might have talked about this before. I think con- controversy. Con- controversy. I don't know now. Controversy. All right. Well, we're going to go over to controversy corner. Oh, sugar. Um, Plum fairy. Because not ready. Uh, your remarks last week about air conditioning. Oh, no. And the not using of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sparked fury amongst some of our. Oh no! Have I have I peep? Is Team Richard now significantly bigger than Team Johnny? They gone over. I I mean, I don't think that it's drawn on those lines. On uh, in general, I think this is a bit of a single issue sort of situation, and I just happen to be on the side of righteousness. Um, I'll start with uh, Earl. The the guy in Alabama I was, okay, who sent us the right, original email right. that triggered your <laughs> sharing of opinion. Um, Earl just wrote back and went, well, I expected a soapbox, but I didn't expect a personal attack. Um, oh. And his his previous email was signed, love the show, Earl. This one is signed, like the show. Oh, Earl, sh- Earl. I bet he's a Patreon as well, and he's basically just, he's upped his bags and gone. Oh, I, no, well, this was an email rather than a uh, a Patreon message, but um, I pay you one dollar eighty seven cents a month, and that's it. And I'm going now. I've stopped, and I'm going. Yeah. Oh, Earl, listen. So Earl. I have I have written back to Earl, and I've apologised. Or did I? I can't remember. Anyway, oh, I well. actually use um, the aircon this week, Earl. I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna confide in you. I, I I've, <laughs> I've closed the curtain, and I'm talking to the person, the priest, and I'm gonna put I'm put my hand up and say <laughs> I used the con. 24 hours ago I, I like to call it con air because it makes it makes it sound a little bit more special but um i used the air con 24 hours ago because i was driving to a shoot and it was exceptionally warm and i had a passenger on board who i knew would want the con and i felt uh. obliged a bit like you know when you host someone in your house and you might do things that you wouldn't do but maybe you realize that normal people do do that <laughs> so therefore the majority of putting trousers on yeah exactly that kind of thing and you're like yeah because there's others doing it and i'm i'm the weirdo and i realize that cuz i'm old enough to know that now i'm going to put the con on so i stuck the con on and um and directed both of the outlets at waist height over to the passenger because I knew I didn't need it. Is that good of me? Well, I don't know why we're having this. It's very thoughtful. And very and, thoughtful, and on that yeah. basis, Earl, I'd like you. I'd like to give you a virtual hug. Hang on, I'm just gonna put my head. I'm just there you go. I'm just hugging the microphone to say, listen, it's not worth. It's not worth feuding over. This is not this is not AC Bloods and Crips. It doesn't need to be like that. It's not. I feel that. like it is though. Well, well, it was. Defense, I feel bad now, so I'm trying to be warm about it. If you know a bit what I too mean. warm about or it, or maybe a little bit cold about it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I so in your camp, mm. there is a chap called Thomas on the Patreon who said, "I'm siding with Johnny on the aircon debate." Yeah. None of the cars I own have it. To be fair, one of them doesn't have a heater either. <laughs> I've always considered it to be modern witchcraft. Oh, 
So that's you've got Thomas. Thomas is this. this so is hang on, I've got one. Yeah, I've on got one playground game of football. Yeah. So you've got the full. You've got the Premiership League, and I've got. And no, no offense to Thomas. I've just got Thomas. <laughs> is that it? Yes. Okay. Well, you see now on my team, I've got. Thanks, I mean, Thomas, I assume Earl is on my team if he's still speaking to either of us. But uh, also on the Patreon, Martin L. Now, Martin uh, is a long-time listener, a long-time patron. Hello, Martin. Hi, Martin. It's been a while since I've posted on here, but I just wanted to pop up and say that Johnny's thoughts on aircon are the ramblings of a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> Why stop at removing the aircon? Why not get the seats and steering wheel upholstered with the skin of an agave cactus? <laughs> is it agave? Yeah. Uh, it is, yes, I think so, because that's the worm they put it up put with in. the word algarve, yes. The algarve worm. Algarve. <laughs> I've been called worse. Um, yeah. Instead of a gear knob wrapped in rich Corinthian leather, just mill it from copper and have it permanently wired to the battery. <laughs> Encourage manufacturers to offer a bee pack. Nothing special here. When you collect your shiny new car, it's just full of bees. Thousands of them. And they're all really, really pissed off. I think Martin's being a bit sarcastic there. I think Martin's, so. Martin's really, really quite witty. That's what I think. So, yes, well, we, we, we knew this. Uh, so, yes... Um, uh, that was, and then I'll, I'll do one more. Alex, Alex Brunsden again. Who not Alex James before. from Blur. No, he's not emailed again. Okay. Strangely, okay. Uh, he says Johnny is, of course, entitled to his brackets bizarre opinions on why he chooses not to use the aircon. But for me, it's a simple choice: do I want to be hot, sweaty, and gross in the car, or cool and comfortable? I'm always going with cool and comfortable. Yes, there is the matter of stepping out from your air-conditioned cocoon into the wall of heat no, outside. No, it's wrong. It's still preferable for, than stepping from one oven into another oven. No, uh, no. So I disagree yeah. with that, I'm afraid. And I'll slip in a conversation I had 15, maybe 17 years ago in the pub with a friend of mine who I will codename Cadfile, not his real name. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Cadfile once said to me, he said, you know what? He said, you know when you're single and you... You try and work out what the best tact is when you when you're out on the town as a single man. How how are you going to net the perfect lady? When I say net, I don't mean actually kidnap because that's dark. Mm. You know what I mean. And uh, he said, so one day I was working all day outside labouring, and I got a last minute call from the boys when I was tired. I was just starting to have dinner. They were like, "Come out on the town, come on, do it, Cad." Of course, because he's called Cadfile. Come on, do it. And he said, No, I'm 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 out I've had enough. I'm tired. I'm fed up. And um and they were like, Well, we're we're driving past your house, we're gonna pick you up now, you know, like in a minute's time. And he said, But I'm still wearing the gear that I was I was out labouring in. I I'm I've been you know, I I'm sweaty. And they were like, Doesn't matter, you're coming out with us and he's like, Well, I got no money, it doesn't matter, we're paying tonight, you're coming with us. You know, there was no excuses, he was out. So he went out on the town with perspiration on board and he said he said I had three extremely attractive ladies that night coming on to me strong and he said it was the it was the pheromone oh and I said what do you mean he said it was it, it wasn't it wasn't old perspiration it was sweet and it was still fresh it was okay and it acted as a pheromone. He said, I had no time to wash. I had no time to put fresh clothes on. I was fresh from the fields. <laughs> and, and, and as a consequence, it was like moths to a flame. Honestly, he says that he maintains this. 
And uh, mm. I mean, he's come out with some incredibly strange stories since, which I don't entirely <laughs> believe. <laughs> <laughs> One of them involving, and I'll never forget it, he had a Toyota Corona that he, he famously drove extremely hard everywhere and never serviced it. He bought it brand new and he never serviced it for about 10 years. He bought it brand new and then didn't service it. Yeah, honestly, he had it for about a decade, never serviced it. And one day the, the oil light came on on the A1 on the way home and he said, oh, don't worry, it's just one more junction and got home oh. to it sounding very clattery. And the next day it didn't work. And he t- he called the garage down around the corner, and they came and picked it up, and they went, "Yeah, it's um, it's seized. It needs new engine bearings." And he's and he thought to himself, "What do I do?" And he said, "Well, it's been so good to me for ten years. I've abused it so much. It's been good." And he called it the King Rollo. He said, "I'm going to treat the Rollo," and he he said, "Go on, then do what you need to do." It you know it was a it was a it's a bottom end rebuild, mm. and he had the bottom end rebuilt, collected it from the friendly garage. Okay. And they said, "Okay, we'll um, we'll phone you and we'll send you the invoice, and you can pay if that's okay." Because we're the 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 our our lady who does all of the office work, she's actually just gone home for the night. And he was like, "That's no problem. You know where I live. I'm just two two roads away." What happened? They never contacted him, ever. What? They never ever contacted him. They never charged him. They never asked for any just, money, and he never just asked. Forgot. Yeah, and he never he never reminded them. So he got huh. the Rollo serviced, very serviced, very serviced. F- FOC, and it ran for quite a number of years again until he traded. Did he learn his lesson about servicing <clears throat> no, the car? No, because do you know what no. he, you know what he oh did? He, he, he partexed it for a Focus ST, the five-cylinder, mm. and he ran it out of oil, and it lunched itself, oh, and he basically gave it away because it was worthless at that point in time. So there we go. Then wow. What's the moral to that story? I don't really know. I don't know. I just thought no. I'd share it. Check your oil is a is a good place. It's to true. Start, so, my dad always said it. He always said, "Check your oil. You can check it every day if you want, because it takes a couple of minutes and it's free and it saves thousands." Mm. And I'm like, it does. I, I was going to say you can't check your oil too much, but actually, I think you can. Really? Because yes, um, who did I know who had an RX8? And they were neurotic about checking the oil. But then actually they got water in the oil from checking it so much that the, the condensation in the dip tube. Seriously? Mm. Over-checking? I thought you meant if they were wiping the dipstick, that small quantity of oil from the dipstick, oh. if they were to do that, say, several hundred <laughs> times a week, that's actually half the sump gone. Or if you wiped the dip every time with a slightly fluffy rag oh. introducing microscopic amounts of fluff into the oil that over time would cause the engine to go wrong in some weird way. Yeah, or imagine, let's say you've been playing in a sandpit just before you check the oil <laughs> and you wipe the dipstick like an old school man just using finger and thumb and not actually using a rag or a piece of kitchen roll and you're introducing sand into the engine every time... And thus yep. destroying the engine that you keep overchecking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's. I mean, yes. Or you've just been putting. You just every day. What you do is you have a little routine. You eat a, a packet of Walker's Salt and Shake crisps. Yes. Or any crisps. Or you, actually, you just eat a bag of crisps. Okay. And there's salt on your fingers, and that goes down the dip tube, and then the engine has a heart attack <laughs> from an unhealthy lifestyle. <laughs> 
but then so do you. Um, this is I, amazing. I, just want to read I love all of this. One, one more message from uh, a listener called Dean, because I think your air conditioning remarks particularly riled up our American listeners. Oh gosh, please, um, American listeners, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I was out of order. Earl obviously is out of Alabama. We also have a message from Dean. Uh, Dean says, Johnny, respectfully, as a lawyer who has to be in a suit every day and daily drives a 996 in Houston, Texas traffic, fuck right off with all the seats. <laughs> <laughs> Dean's just gone in there, hasn't he, with an uppercut? I know. But what I loved about that is, yes, lawyer. Ooh, lawyer. Yeah, educated professional. I love suit. that. Ooh, oh, big, responsible. Ooh, Dean, lawyer. Kind of serve the Porsche. And then he just goes, fuck right off. Do you know what, Dean? I can say, again, this is interesting that you've contacted us. And thank you for the thank you for the retort. Um, twice this week, I feel like I've inadvertently been stalked by someone in a 996. Middle-aged man. Don't know if you are, Dean. Doesn't matter. But the point is, is said 996, it's a, it's appeared out of nowhere when I've been uh, either walking near my house or I was filming at the side of the road trying to get some static shots hastily of my Honda Insight. And I heard it before I saw it because it was ticking. And it, I think it's Ooh. got the death tick, and I think the driver doesn't realise. And, no. and 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 I'm now thinking that it's a bit like, wasn't it the crocodile from um, the tre- Treasure Island? Uh, from the, Peter Pan, yes. Was it, oh, Peter yeah. Pan. It was ticking, right? Because it swallowed a clock or something, didn't it? Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. so I'm thinking this is some sort of like Peter Pan 996 that's <laughs> following me around because I hear the tick before I hear the actual engine and I keep going, ooh, what's that? And then I see this 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 silver fox driving around in a 996. There's, it's basically, he's he's got a grenade in his hand. He's pulled the pin out, but he's still clenching. But he, yeah, he's still having a chat about golf clubs with his neighbour. Well, uh, yeah, and he doesn't realise the pin's fallen out. He didn't pull it. Did he? It's fallen uh, out, and he's still chit chatting, and he's got something in his hand, like, and he thinks it's a fidget God. spinner, but it's not a fidget <laughs> spinner, is it? It's a death device. <laughs> I thought I have this, and I have said this to people, and people have gone, "Oh, can you buy a nine and six, or is it just going to go wrong with that thing they all do?" And I, I've been saying to people recently, I think most of them okay. been sorted by now because it's such a well-known issue, but. I guess not. I can't remember how much it costs to do, but it's the sort of thing if you're buying... 97 a... quid. It's, it's, it's not an issue. It's just not... <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I don't but you know what I mean? Like, let, thousands. Let, let's, but... uh, let's, say it's, let's say it's 1,000 quid, right? It's, as soon as you buy the car, it's like doing a cam belt. If you care about the car and you're going to drive it places and you, you, you need it to have your back, just do it. Because hmm. it's actually money well spent. Yeah, it's like when I bought my Jag XJR, and those cars were generally considered to be pretty robust, and mm. mine was great, never gave me any trouble. But when I first got it, one of the one of the sort of famous weak spots, or the weak spot, was the um, apart from the cylinder, the cylinder line, walls, or, the liners, they, the, cylinder um, walls. Yeah, they weren't liners. It was, that was the problem. Is it nickel? It nickel? Nickel? Was it? Yeah. Nickelback. Nickel yeah, the nickelback issue. Uh, oh, if you weren't careful, that's right. A fucking awful sound <laughs> came out of the engine. Um, and it was. Was it the saliva of the lead singer? It was just the lead singer. Just singing. <laughs> what was his um, name? He had a very American name. Oh. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Chad Croker, uh, was it? Is, was that it? I think so. Chaz, I, I, Chad. Chad, which is like literally no one in Britain is called Chad. No, there aren't. Honestly, I don't think there's any men called Chad or women is it, is for that there, matter. Not, there should be like, um, you know, uh, how many left, that website that tells you <laughs> what, yeah, how many cars supposedly. Are, 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 and, um, I know where you're going. There should be one for how many people are called. Um, <laughs> Horace. How many men are called Horace yeah. in Britain or... I mean, honestly, how many people are called Horace? Uh, I don't think there's. Well, how many left? It would be the question, yeah. wouldn't it? Because because you like. Well, I don't. I don't think there's any because it's a, that's an old man name, isn't it? Or is it? I, I don't know. I think so. Um, yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. Well, put it this way: um, Dean in his nine nine six is going to be listening to mm. this on his way to a serious case. Could be Amber Heard. Who knows? But Dean's going to be listening to this and he's going to go, "Oh, I know a Horace." Um, in fact, yeah, uh, his neighbour illegally cut down an, a, a redwood tree from his garden, or it was on the border. Mm. And uh, they're going through a, quite a serious l- legal case right now but that he c- simply can't talk about. Um, but Dean knows. Dean will know a Horace, and maybe another yeah. listener will, won't he? Or there is a Horace who is a Smith & Sniff listener. If Dean is in Texas... I think the Horace that he knows has a, a lovely, luxuriant white moustache and wears one of those, what are they called, those little leather shoelace tie things? You know. Oh, the, the bootlace, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the gentlemen of a certain age in Texas, I like to imagine, or wear, I'm sure they don't. Um, yeah, no, with my Jag, though, I had the um, water pump changed. Cause, is uh, it plastic on those, or is it...? Yeah, plastic, and also the cam <clears throat> chain tensioners, plastic. Oh, yeah, and they seize, don't they? And they seize. So precautionary precautionary measure had them done. But when the JAG specialist did them, he went, oh, actually, the ones we took out were fine. But I was a bit like, well, you know, uh, but... if I hadn't had it done, they'd have gone. Um, I just looked this up as well. Um, RPM Technic, a Porsche specialist of some repute, uh, say that uh, it's about 800 quid plus VAT to do your IMS bearing if it's completed at the same time as a clutch change, which, you know... It's probably 12 grand. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. The clutch is twenty five thousand pounds. <laughs> um, I don't. It doesn't actually say. Anyway. Oh, I. I it's, uh, do you know? I, I don't like to keep resurrecting the same conversations each time because we sound like a stuck record. But you know, um, I found out recently that singer the Porsche reimagining specialists. Yes. yes. Uh, in, their UK arm is based in Bristol. And I realised suddenly that they only use a 964 Porsche. Does that mean, are oh. they part of the 90s quarter? <laughs> or did they lead this, this 90s quarter? It all makes sense. They're really based in Bristol. Yeah, they are. Yeah, which, huh. su- which surprised me and also impressed yeah. me because of... The ni- and also the fact that well, you're moving sense, near there. So it? you're going to have to buy... You've just got money out last night or tonight because you you delusional idiot you're trying to buy a Singapore aren't you and you've told your wife that, that you're money. buying a house in the country but you're not <laughs> you're buying a you're buying a, a backdated 964 with crocheted leather that's what you're doing aren't you i uh, this has reminded me of a, uh, a listener's email andrew kennedy hello oh andy he actually signs let's be friendly andy and um <laughs> Uh, sent us an email entitled Most Bristol Thing Ever. <laughs> uh, and, um, oh, gosh, I'm looking forward to He sent to us this. a picture. I'll put the picture in the in the Patreon. But uh, Andy says, Your thoughts on Bristol as being stuck in the 90s ring true for me, having lived there for a few years for work. I found it eye-opening. Everything from an overheard conversation in a gym changing room on how it was fine not to see your children at Christmas as it what? was simply an overpopular convention. What? <laughs> what? To everything from that to uh, the picture I took below. Uh, the picture is of a busker, but rather than the normal out of tune guitar and rough dog, this one had an electric sitar and a bird of prey. <laughs> And you scroll down, and lo, these things are true. He's sitting outside. I can't quite tell. It looks like it might be Sports Direct. What? No! He's got a frigging bird of prey on a perch and a bloody great electric sitter, and then a very, very small, comically small, what looks like it might be a folding bicycle, but it looks child size, (laughs) and some kind of sort of rug in front of him. But there's a tiny, there's a tiny speaker, tiny little speaker in front of him. So what, like one of those his... ones from a '90s PC computer that you latch onto oh, no. the side like, of the monitor, like a half-scale model of the kind of like the monitors that you'd have at the front of the stage at a gig, like <laughs> one of those. And the guy is wearing what looks like a very scratchy jumper. And also, I was looking at the picture, he's sitting cross-legged on something. This is just... It, is, it just sounds like a piece of art made on Photoshop. I've got to see to, this. I have to ask Andy to go back and take another photo of this guy with today's newspaper and shop. Yes, I was going to say. no evidence that no. this wasn't actually taken in 1996. No, this is pre-internet. It's not a phone sake. camera picture, this isn't. Yes, it, it can't is. be. Started. It's a Pentax, what? Well, you can't get one out in the street in the certain area of Bristol. If you, sh- if you display openly carrying a smartphone, you get taken down. Yeah, you get burned as a whip. Le- hang on, so a really small bicycle, a very large yes. sitar... Because sitars yes. are all large. Last time I checked, it's really large. <laughs> right, and, and you've got yes. a, you've got a falcon or something kicking about. Um, it's, yeah, it's a is it a falcon or a kestrel? Maybe I don't know enough about birds of prey, but it's a. I mean, it's a 
you know, it's a beautiful creature, but it's just it's also sitting on a perch in a what looks like a shopping precinct next what, to a bearded man with a sitar. <laughs> <laughs> genuinely extraordinary but i want to know go. how he gets it all home well, because if what, the bike's is... really small and the sitar's massive and a bird of prey is something that needs to be looked after you're not messing around you can't just like put it in a bag can you <laughs> <laughs> what's that it's my bag of bird, bird it's my bag. bag of kestrels yeah. Back yeah, yeah, I, was, I think I saw them. They were supporting Smashing Pumpkins in 1993. <laughs> oh, shit, I've left my bag of kestrels on the bus. <laughs> I've just zoomed in. Oh, Bloody God. hell. Is I've just the, zoomed what, in. Is he wearing a smock, an Aztec smock? He's wearing a very <laughs> scratchy but slightly cable-knit cardigan. He's shoeless. <laughs> and the, the kestrel... Is on a perch, which I think is behind. Is he sitting in front He's... of Singer Reimagined? Oh my god, I've just worked this out. What? I think, I think he's sitting on one end of a metal box, and the, uh, and the, and the and he's, he's got a sort of rug, a well, like a of, flight case or a like a flight case. The other end is exposed. It's metal. I cannot figure this out at all. The it's, listeners are. It's got Omnivibes written on it. That's all I need to tell you. It's got oh, Omnivibes oh, written on it. Omnivibes? Oh, hang on. Is it, is, it, is it a 90s car audio amp, you know, for big sounds? Um, one of those really long ones. It looked like a griddle. But they're actually no, an Alpine amp. No, it's not. I mean, if you ever need an incentive to join our, our um, Patreon, this is surely <laughs> it. The picture will be on the Patreon. It will not be available for general consumption. So get in there, smithandsniff.com forward slash Patreon. That's right. We're trying to extort money out of you now. Oh, my God. In return for a picture of a man with a sitar and a bird of prey. Outside Sports Direct. What? It's definitely a sports shop. I couldn't tell you. I, 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 I wish I'd zoomed in before <clears> I, I brought this up because I feel like I'm just now... You can't stop looking, can you? I can't, I can't. I've gone really zoomed in now well, to get a better look at the bird. Oh, it's a beautiful bird. Love well, I, you can't afford a bird of prey if you're a busker. I call BS on this one. I well, can't. Now, this is amazing. Uh, hmm. Would they be any more expensive to feed than, say, a dog? No, I reckon a dog would be more, actually. Also, D- uh, yeah. if you've got a long enough tether... You could let it hover over your back garden if you had one, and it could eat mice, and then you wouldn't have to feed it at all. That's a really so. Would it go up on the thermals? Yes, but like a kite, because if you if it wasn't tethered, it could just fly away. Yeah. So, but you'd have to give it the incentives to stay. Okay, but it's a very long. Would be a ribbon, wouldn't it? Be a ribbon, like a a taut ribbon. Maybe Um, that might look quite nice. Yeah. A kestrel on a ribbon. The trouble is, if it was on a ribbon and then it went for a dive that was a bit outside of, and the ribbon went taut and basically sort of then the, the kestrel just arced into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about kestrels on tethers. This is I ridiculous. just don't know. I this... mean, there's lots of green spaces in Bristol, aren't there? There's all sort of up on the Clifton Downs. They call yeah, you it. take it for a track day. Take it for a little track day. <laughs> you take it for a, don't you take birds of prey for a track day? I don't know. I, I reckon know you, you could. Do. I mean, it, out in the Middle East, they they let them fly, don't they? Because they're kind of like homing pigeons. They'll come back. Yeah, well, the, um, 
you famously you there's all these uh, bespoke cars that have been built for decades with kestrel oh, seats yeah. and and sunroofs which allow I don't know buzzards to emerge from. It's a, I mean it's a different world. Obviously, it's not something I'm particularly familiar with. Um, but I I like the idea of a falconry seat. Don't you? <laughs> and it may be going a bit wrong when you're driving along. You know, like a very slow ejector seat, which it's uh, it. The sunroof peels all the way back, and the seat just keeps telescopically lifting to the point where <laughs> <laughs> to the point where the person who's driving your don't know ultra long wheelbase eight eight wheel drive Mitsubishi Pajira hasn't looked in the rear view mirror, and you're like nine feet in the air on an office chair, <laughs> shouting furiously. <laughs> Press the button, get it back mm. down, and then uh, just as you're going down, you get hit in the face by a loose kestrel. Oh, coming the other yeah, way. Yeah, because someone started throwing, I don't know, bits of mice. Mouse bits. Yeah, yeah. mouse. <laughs> mouse parts. <laughs> mouse. That's, that's the only thing. I think realistically, if you had a bird of prey as a pet, um, it's you, you're going to have a freezer full of mouse Oh, you're going to have. You, you are. Of course do, you have. You've got to have frozen <clears throat> mice. Yeah. It's like people who have snakes as pets. That's right. They always have. A freezer full of like, like some kind of house of horrors. Just yeah, they, lots of you know gerbil spleens in a bag. <laughs> they also, I think, quite a lot of snake owners um, in Britain own a Supra and in America own a Trans Am. I think it's a prerequisite of being well into. Uh, do you think? Yeah, yeah, I do actually. Hmm. I do. I'd like to hear the listeners' opinion on this because maybe I'm going to get well, lynched again. If yeah. you'd like to write in, it's uh, hello at smithandsniff.com is the email address, hello at smithandsniff.com. And do remember to title your email, I own a snake and I drive a dot, dot, dot. Yeah. And uh, when I say and- super, I think Mark Three, not Mark Four. Oh, okay. Okay, so we're going for boxy, not 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 rounded. Uh, but talking... I you don't know- think if I know anyone who's got a snake, and I'm glad to say I don't, I think. No, I... I used to know a guy with a snake, and he did actually have a Trans Am. But, um, really? Yeah, and he also had a, a very, very thick waistcoat. Um, you know, the ones that... <laughs> I didn't think you were going to say Yorkshire accent. <laughs> no. You know the kind of waistcoat which you would wear in in warfare in maybe medieval times that's exceptionally thick leather to the point where it won't fold when you sit down. <laughs> <laughs> like a sword-proof waistcoat. Yes, exactly. It's a stab-proof leather waistcoat. And it's got some really detailed engravings and uh, embossments. Embossments? Is that a thing? Emboss- embossments, yeah. Let's yeah, go embo- with it. Yeah. Em- embossments of um, I don't. know, It's depicting a scene on each on each side <laughs> of the waist. Depicting a scene. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I know what it's depicting. It's depicting a scene of I don't know, uh, embracing or fighting with a snake. And there's nearly always a mermaid or a naked lady entwined mm-hmm. with a viper or an anaconda or whatever it might be. Uh, pick a snake. I don't know. Um, yeah, well, it would be a venomous one because it would have its mouth open, wouldn't it? It's sort of like Alfa Romeo logo way. Yes, yeah, yeah. But um, <clears throat> I was going to segue this whole conversation that we just had about birds of prey mm. into um, Swifts. Uh, I woke up this morning and thought to myself, Taylor Swift, one of the most famous f- musicians on earth, 
Um, Is she related to the kings of auto-testing, Russ, Swift, and son... um, I've forgotten his Paul name. Paul Swift. Paul, Paul Swift. Is is Taylor Swift actually a really hot auto test driver? She, I could picture her in a very short wheelbase old-fashioned mini with all of the roof cut off. <laughs> could and, you? And a knob on the wheel. Yeah, why not? <laughs> shake it off. I shake it off. It just sounds she, like the kind of song. She shakes it off because she auto-testing goes... Auto-testing tempo. Because she goes backwards at 35 and you have that really audible reverse gear going... <laughs> What's the fastest you've reversed? Have you ever uh, got to the limiter? No. Oh, okay. No, I always wanted to try and reverse. When I had that Nissan Leaf, I always wanted to try and reverse it really fast because the electric cars can go they, uh, as they fast in reverse as they can forwards, but they usually have a limiter on the They back. have a limiter. Did the Leaf not have a limiter, or is that they, they took it off to do a reversing record? I think it might be that. <clears throat> That's a good question. And I, there was I, a reversing record someone did with a leaf, and I think maybe they just took the limiter off because otherwise you could do, you know, theoretically you could drive at seventy in reverse. But the could. tank slapper you could get oh. doing that is—it doesn't bear thinking about. No, no. I was filming on an airfield last year, and I had the Renault Clio, uh, no Renault Zoe EV, and because it was a very warm day and it was extremely wide air um, airstrip that we were filming on, I thought, do you know what, I'm going to just, I'm going to see how fast it goes in reverse. And I, I hit the limiter quite early on, and it felt safe, actually. I think What's, it was... What speed? I'm going to say under 30. Okay. But as you say, any inputs on the steering wheel when you're reversing fast are accentuated mm. somewhat, <laughs> aren't they? Um, well, you're basically driving a forklift truck, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, you are. You are driving a forklift. I've heard that forklift tyres are in... Um, are in low supply and high demand right now. You know, really? they're, yeah, they're not pneumatic, are they? They're solid. Are they? I've he- yeah, I've heard they're in precious. They're they're in they're low stocks. Low stocks of forklift tires. So, if you're a forklift owner slash driver out there, don't do any burnouts. Don't be stupid. They're solid because they don't need to have a soft ride. But you think they do need to ride a bit well, otherwise... I think they don't need any give, because the problem is if you have give and you've got a heavy load high up, it, it, will, it oh. will accentuate any wobble, any... Yeah. Le- which is why they don't have suspension, I don't think. But... Um, I suppose also there's a durability thing, isn't there? Because if it's like you're working in an environment where there might be lots of dropped bits of metal and things, yeah. less risk... Of puncture, well, zero risk of puncture. Come to that, zero and risk of puncture keeps uh, keeps you working. No downtime. As it were. Oh, as you know, that I uh, do you know, I'm driving back from a job the other day and all that, and I was, I thought to myself, I'm quite near to the the house I used to live in when I went to university, aka the house of seduction, uh, <laughs> which didn't involve any seduction, so it was a very, very ill-thought-out name. Um, but um, I went there and I... Yeah, I just... I, I, I videoed it and sent it to my my mates that I used to live with there. And they... Because that's the first time I think I've driven past it uh, for many, many, many years. And it's the one that involved... I'm pretty sure it was a, a previous story that I've told. Might have been when we did Smith & Sniff videos every week. Involving me throwing a, a oh no a friend of mine throwing a, a chicken carcass onto the road in front of a night bus, 
Um, <laughs> but it was a roast chicken. Was, it, it was, you know, it was, it, was, it was had been this, eaten a lot of it. I, I, oh, had it? I, see, I have a memory of this story, but I thought it was that he left it in the oven just cooking for like two days by oh, accident. Yes, he did. He did, but he'd eaten some slivers of it. it, it I mean, it was still <laughs> there was some. There was quite a lot of chicken still on the chicken. Uh, but he, yeah, the other guy, Pete, just got fed up with the fact it was vile. It had been left for too long, so he just opened the front door and marched out with this tray with the chicken in, and just <laughs> lo- and just flicked it, launched it uh, from the front garden. It went over the fence and straight into the road as a night bus was was passing. Uh, and then he ran back inside laughing, like we did. You do that when you're students, don't you? Because you're shirking mm. responsibility. It's part of the game. Yeah, and um. Yeah, there was a bloke that I knew at university who was a bit of an oaf. He used yeah. to he used to grunt a lot. He used to go muh. Really? Like that was just yeah, it's really bizarre. And um that he lived with two other people that I knew in a genuinely disgraceful flat, like a disgusting <laughs> disgrace disgusting property. With a hole in the floor down to the flat below. It was just it was what? Full of young one spec, yeah. And one day this, this guy was, the, the washing up had built up to such a point they had no crockery left. Oh, gosh. Or cutlery. And oh, gosh. There may have been some kind of thing where this guy was basically, whether they paid him or they just, he lost some bet. He had to do some washing up. And they were on the second floor. And if he got to a bowl or a plate, that the food was just too stuck on. Too bad. He just, he just started chucking him out the window. What? Into the garden below, yeah. So apparently he's just standing there going, Muh, and throwing him out the window. <laughs> this guy what? This guy was a hand-dragger. Yeah, was, a proper hand-dragger. He was a fantastic... He looked a bit like the bloke with long hair out of the Chemical Brothers, which I always found disorientating. Cause, did, he ever, uh, does, I, did he ever talk, that guy? <clears throat> what, the bloke out of the Chemical Brothers? Who's yeah. not Ed. Was he Ed or the other one? He was the other one. Oh, I don't know. All I know about the Chemical Brothers is in... They get into the back of a Sierra at the end of one of the music videos, and one of the albums features, I think, a Plymouth satellite driving towards you. That's all I remember. Uh, Tom. Tom was the other one, wasn't he? I I don't actually know. I don't know. One of them. One of them went out or was married to uh, Lily Allen. Oh, really? Hmm. But the other one. <laughs> You're listening to Smith and Sniff, home of vague, remembered <laughs> facts. About, and usually ends up with 90s bands for some reason. Some reason, That's another yeah, 90s that's... band conversation. Well, they're still point. going, aren't they? So, Chemical, sort of oh, so not. they're not I mean, 90s I, then? Established. Well, they were, they were around in the 90s, weren't they? But then they sort of got big. Um, and I suppose they did, because um, the, the album with the car on the front is Exit Planet Dust, isn't it? Which was that, huge in, in sort of... Early um, 90s? Mid nineties. Mid, I was I was when I was a stewed, so mid nineties. I'm going to say ninety four. Um, what are you going to say? Is it did it have block rocking uh, beats on it? That had blocking rocking beats on it, didn't it? I bet no, it did. I think that was Dig Your Own Hole, which was the next one, the one with the black cover. Oh gosh. Okay. I think people don't yes. tune in to this podcast for nineties music trivia. I'm pretty sure of that. Well, yes, but we but just we keep going back to it either. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, on that side, we of should things. probably start to slide the fader down on this one because um, 
because I'm incredibly tired. Well, someone's paging me, so I ne- I need to paging. go. Paging, yeah. <laughs> You're needed in Bristol. I'm now. needed. I've got the yeah. They've shot a torch into the air like Batman, but um, it just says nine zero S. It's just a picture of Dale Winton doing supermarket sweet. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, um, someone was, with a oh, someone with a clipper lighter as a necklace. Yeah. That's... <laughs> We've all been there. We've all seen um, it. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, I was just going to do one more thing. I was, yeah. I, we'll yeah. read out. Maybe the next show we'll read out some more messages from patrons because um, because there's some excellent ones. But uh, uh, Martin Smith, who's um, Long-time patron. Uh, he just wrote in and said, the collective noun for a collection of Kia Pride should be a lion. Oh, yeah. And I just thought, I just thought it was good. A lion of prides. A um, lion of prides. Do you know what? That would be a very rare sight in the UK. It very rare. I reckon, there's, rare. I reckon there's less than, what, 20 left, 30? There's not many. No. I mean... I helped Kia find their latest acquisition for the Heritage Fleet. Did you? Yeah, I found it. It was for sale locally, and I... I actually sent a very urgent text message to the PR manager at a weekend and went, this you need to buy now. <laughs> and he, he he scrambled the troops and bought it over the phone and sent a technician straight away. Wow. Yeah, and and it's it's lovely. I've driven it. Send up the Kia copter. Honestly, it probably, to, 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 to scramble that kind of a team together probably cost thousands, but they, they netted the right car. They got that car and they took it back and it's in the collection. Does it have the white walls? Lots of, uh, I don't think it. Had, I don't think any of them have the white walls. But I've put the, I've put them on to a guy who can paint white walls on um, mm. to order, and he's very good, and it's a safe, durable method. So uh, yeah, I felt I felt a little bit warmth inside having kind of teed up that because I was tempted to buy myself. You realised you sat on a plate of spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> I also yeah. I also, yeah, exactly. Why is it? Sorry, I've got the giggles. <laughs> Five, I was, <laughs> Five people. <laughs> I find people sitting on plates of food inexplicably hilarious. It's just such a, it's just such a shit but ruinous accent. Do you know what? I, I was eating a sandwich while I was driving today, and I think that's classed as slightly illegal. You might correct me on that. I was eating a sandwich, mm. and unfortunately someone, someone, someone cut in front of me, and I had to mm. dab the brake, and I lost a sandwich down in the pedal box. Ooh. And uh, I was really annoyed because I knew the floor mats were dirty and the sandwich oh. had come into contact with the mucky floor mats and I had to decide whether I was going to do the sweep sweep any muck off very quickly and just crack on or whether it was going to put yeah. me off and I was going to eat one of the two sandwiches I'd purchased from uh, Little Waitrose, which is in Shell or might be BP, actually, can't remember. But, you know, it was, a road, well. it was road food. It was road food. As those road safety adverts used to say, only a fool breaks the five-second rule. Oh, yeah, of course. And they were referring to dropped referring food to in drop the pedal food. box. <laughs> That's right. We've all been there. You may be tempted to brush it down, but stop. It's been down there for over six minutes because yeah. you were trying to get off a motorway. <laughs> only a fool breaks the five-second rule. Look, listen, stop. Here's the situation. Guys, okay. Okay. 
Right. Well, Guys, anyway, look. It's quite enough of that. So, uh, before we go, I have three things I have to tell you. They are one, Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called The Rate Lakes Show, in which uh, Johnny travels the world giving large bodies of water a mark out of ten. <laughs> uh, this week it's Lake Louise in Canada. Very worth a watch. If you don't want that, you can uh, you can have The Lake Break Show, which is even better because it's about cars. Uh, got lots of good stuff on there. Review of the VW Multivan that I was watching the other day. Uh, uh, still want one. Still don't know why. But, they're good. Um, they're good. They're good. Yeah, you didn't do anything to uh, disabuse me of the idea that I think it's great. Um, I met a guy that spent £108,000 on a T6 um, yesterday. What? I can't, I'm, I'm still recovering. Oh, shit, we never talked about that picture you sent me of that, that frigging VW van that had no redeeming features. <laughs> the T4 that had been rubbed yeah. down to rust in places. Oh, now. I think it had Viking so horns on the roof rack. Yeah, yeah, just awful. And big fence. mirrors for no apparent reason. They've been pop riveted on. <sighs> Second thing I've got to tell you is that I have various books out. One of them is called uh, Medium Sized Book of Boring Car Trivia. You probably knew that by now. No, you've you got a new book it, out. Then, um... It's called Went to Buy a House, Came Back with Some Cars, <laughs> Wife Now Left Me. <laughs> yes. Is it? Sleeping in my Toyota Century. It's <laughs> uh, one on eBay at the moment. Oh, the path of righteousness is beset with temptations. Uh, the third thing I've got to tell you is uh, we all remember Leslie Nielsen, the excellent actor from the Naked Gun films, oh, and, uh, Police Squad and Airplane. Uh, what you might not know is that uh, Leslie Nielsen's brother Eric was the Deputy Prime Minister of Canada. Really? Really. From 1984 till 1986 under Brian Mulroney. He was a Progressive Conservative Party MP and um, Deputy Prime Minister of Canada. Legit. You do come out with some really good stuff. I'm impressed with you. <laughs> I, 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 I like the slight tone of surprise in your well, voice. Well, yeah, I, off, I sometimes doubt. I think you must be running out of material. But you're like a really accomplished comedian. You, you can get another one out and still bring the crowd down with laughter. Really? I know. It's like DJing with facts. It is. Um, you, you, you just faded up another banger, which not to be confused <laughs> with a sausage or. I don't know, 70s films showing exposed lady. Yes, exactly. Anyway, um, we won't go down that avenue. Uh, We'll simply say that thank you ever so much for listening. Uh, If you'd (laughs) like to support us in a very literally financial way, then uh, our Patreon is always open. Smith and Sniff. uh, No, that's not what it is. is Patreon.com forward smash. Well, gosh. You do this one. If we can't tell the listeners where to go, they won't know where to go. (laughs) (laughs) Patreon.com forward slash Smith and Sniff, all in words. And if you are a Patreon already, thank you ever so much for your support. We really do appreciate it. And we love your messages and um, the comments you leave under the uh, show notes every week. We're going to dedicate full episodes to answering letters at some point. Um, And the the Patreon shop is open 24 hours a day. Although... I think sometimes it closes on a Tuesday between about 12 and one forty-five. Yes, but we leave an unspecific note on the door that says back in five it's minutes. It's a no sense of when it was put. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. That's exactly what happens. Um, and obviously if you want to email us uh, particularly if you've got pictures of extremely Bristolian things happening uh, it's hello <laughs> at you. smithandsniff.com <laughs> please no more references to I know someone that knows a member of the band Marillion because no, it's getting we, out of hand we're full to the brim we, we have a Marillion amnesty <laughs> right well this is this is outstayed its welcome <laughs> by a, a factor I'm, of ten. You've been um, yeah, you've been cornered mm. by behind a sofa with a, a well known naturalist. 
<laughs> we'll just sort of start to previously and Smith and Sniff. Richard gets trapped behind a sofa with a well-known crocodile beta or whatever he calls it. Beta? Just, you know, he's no, I'm thinking of Steve Irwin, aren't I? Just going out to animals and antagonising them. I think Backshot's going to be prudent. Thanks for listening. This will never end if we don't say that. Yeah. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye. We'll get complaints because we had that that review that said this used to be good and now it's just a podcast about Sade. They'll be back going, well, it used to be a podcast about Sade. Now it's just about Marillion. We haven't mentioned Sade in weeks. (laughs) Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.